everyone. Hallelujah. It's good to be in the house of the Lord this morning. Amen. I'm so glad to be here. There's change happening all around. Amen. Well, uh, what a beautiful day. It's a little hot and muggy in our part of the country this morning, but probably more so down south. So praise the Lord. We bless uh, our pastors, Kathy and Lonnie. They're visiting family today. So may the power of the living God explode in their midst. Amen. Amen. Oh, my goodness. That's a, what a powerful, what a powerful day we're in. You know, last week, uh, or last uh, time I spoke, I think I talked about Olympic champions. I talked about the Holy Spirit coming to guide us and remind us of the word and remind us of the things that Jesus said. And he, his job is also to reveal, right, and tell us about things to come. And I talked a lot about being an Olympic champion. And perhaps some of you thought, well, I wasn't, I don't know, I'm not called to be an Olympic champion. Well, let me translate it for you. The translation to the heavenly realms of the overcomer is overcomer. Amen? Amen. And you're all called to be an overcomer, every single one of you. And you have been all the days of your life, and so shall you be all the remaining days. Because that's what God calls you. He calls you overcomers, right? You're not victims. You're not, you're not uh, set by the wayside. You're Olympic champions, but in the heavenly realms, he happens to call it an overcomer. Amen? Amen. 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 I love that. You know, uh, as we get into the word this morning, uh, I'm, I have sensed for quite a few weeks now just watching the seasons of God change and the seasons of his favor and his anointing and watching how God ushers in that we don't get stale, that we don't get complacent, that we don't get settled in to where we are and stuck, but God is constantly, constantly, constantly on the move. God is constantly orchestrating the next thing that he wants us to walk through. You know, it's like we were made to discover and I declare to you this morning, the discovery that is happening in your life will continue. You're discovering, you're growing, you're anticipating. You're not happy with the status quo. You're not happy with the way things are. And at the same time, you're not settling in to the ways of the world, being okay with listening to the fears and the anxiety and the oppression that is so wanting to come and invade itself in your life. But you're discovering the breakthroughs in the spirit. You're discovering new ways to hear his voice. Some of you have been Christians for a long time, and you're still discovering. Do you know that's how God intended it to be? God intended it to be that you would be ever learning, that you would ever be discovering, that you would ever be uh, examples of the goodness of who he is. Amen? Are you following? Yep. Amen. You know, there are so many things in God that have natural, uh, you know, natural witnesses, but we're not to look at the natural, right? Because we're called to walk by the Spirit. If we look at the natural, we can see the patterns of God and how He has set up things as a testimony and as a witness to where He's going and what He's doing. Some of those patterns are just the seasons of God, right? Where in the middle of our summer, 
but some of us are preparing for winter. You know, you might not want to think about it, but some things in preparation take a long time to prepare for. Like, you know, for maybe 40 years, I've been a part of cutting wood for my home, uh, for my family when I was a little kid. I can't remember life without cutting wood, right? It, you, you, you go out in the woods, you cut it down, you haul it out, you put it on the landing. You know, that's a gigantic effort and chore. And, you know, you're finally glad when that's done, but now you've got to cut it up, right? And uh, so you plan a couple of weekends to get the saws ready and to get, the, get everything sharp and get your water cooler because it's hot, <clears throat> right? You might take your lunch with you so you don't uh, need to stop in the middle of, a, of the day and take an hour and go get a bite to eat. Uh, you might orchestrate other people coming to help you, but it's a couple, couple weekends event, right? And then after you cut it up, you got to split it, right? So same kind of thing. You, you go get the log splitter, and you, you, you service it. You change the oil. You grease it. You get it all ready to go, and, and you haul it down into the woods, and you split all the wood, right? And then after that's done, you got to haul the wood to the house, right? And so you got to go get the truck, and you got to go uh, and, and, and get the, the loader, and you got to pile it into the truck, and you got to haul it up to the house, and maybe the truck gets stuck halfway between, I don't know. There's always challenges along the way. And then uh, you dump it in front of the bulkhead, or you dump it in the woodshed, and then what? And you got to pile it, right? So there are some things in preparation for winter that take a while to do. And uh, maybe in your house it doesn't take that long. You pick up the lawn chairs, and, and if you wait until the first signs of snow, and you haven't picked up the lawn chair yet, uh, well, maybe not as big a deal. But there are some things that if you don't move ahead of time and follow the seasons in anticipation of what's to come, you find yourself in trouble, right? If you don't check the snowblower out and you wait until the very first snowstorm and you're like, where is the gas can, right? Oh, the gas can is empty. Now i got to figure out how to way to get gas. And by the way, the driveway is full of snow. There are problems along the way, right? So you have to anticipate. You have to think to yourself, now what being responsible, being an individual that wants to be prepared, what do I need to do to be prepared? Well, the same is true in the spirit, right? The Holy Spirit uh, comes to us and reminds us so that we remain overcomers, we remain prepared, we're not caught off guard. Some of you are wondering, well, what's going to take place? What, what's in it for me in the next couple of weeks, a couple of months, couple, uh, you know, six months or a year? What, what is going on? Well, you're a people who are becoming to know the Spirit. You're becoming to hear His voice. You're discovering new ways of God. You're discovering that... Uh, wow, the rainbow, right? We see the rainbow that Lonnie was talking about even a few months ago. There's a rainbow in your life. Well, I might suggest to you that, uh, so if there's a rainbow coming, is there a pot of gold at the end of it? Well, there could be. Some of your futures have financial blessings in the future. But that doesn't discount the preparation 
Because if you're given the blessing without the preparation ahead of time, you move in soulish realms. And you don't fulfill the reason that God wants to do in your life. Amen? So we find ourselves in a season of preparation. Some of you will have financial blessings in that thing at the end of the rainbow. But do you know if you look at it in the spirit, don't you know that you are vessels of gold being refined and the dross is being drawn off to be a pure vessel? Amen? So I would much rather experience the, the spiritual aspects of the future than I would the natural aspects of the future. Now, some of you are going to go through seasons of time of trial, of hearing his voice that's correcting, of hearing his voice that's blessing and encouraging. Some of you are going to experience deliverance, and some of you are going to experience an explosion and a discovery of new life. Because he wants you to ever discover, he wants you to ever be transformed. Some of you are going to find that your mind is thinking differently because you have decided that in this period of time, the Holy Spirit is coming to minister to you and convict you of your thoughts. But wait a minute, why am I so depressed and discouraged all the time? Why am I thinking that it's hard to get up and it's hard to walk through the day? The Holy Spirit could come to you and say, because of your thought life. You're dwelling on all the things that are negative, that are not of my spirit, that are not born of my heart, that aren't in tune with what I'm thinking for the day. And you're focusing on the flesh rather than the spirit. Some of you are going to experience breakthroughs of a cleansing of the mind. And you realize all of a sudden that you're thinking differently. You're thinking more in tune with God. You're thinking more in tune with, with anticipating the day, looking forward to the day to see what God is going to unfold than dreading the day and dreading the news and dreading the environments and the witness that wants to come and only bring fear and anxiety and stress. Are you following with me? Yes. Amen? Yes. We're in like a rehearsal. You discover all of a sudden that faith, when you mix it with works, has an incredible result. Now, most of you know in your head, right, faith without works is dead. Most of you know in your heart, John 3.16, right, Jesus came into the world as a savior, right? Most of you know that the blood of Jesus atones for us, but to, you're on the cusp of having an experience with God and discovering at a deeper level the truths, the things that are released in the heart to experience. You're going to be experiencing in these days ahead, just in the next couple of months, uh, discovering God in new ways discovering that all of a sudden the thing that you knew in your head now all of a sudden becomes part of your experience and it's like an aha moment. You know what an aha moment is? An aha moment is uh, when you have tried and tried and tried to piece the puzzle together and you have uh, set it down for a while and you've come back to it and you've tried again and you've gotten... Uh, maybe you've read a book on how to get the puzzle together, or maybe you've asked a friend to come and help you, and you've struggled with it, and it's been a long time. 
And then all of a sudden, there's an aha moment. And the aha moment is the point in time of revelation where you get it. Oh my gosh, I know how to do this. And in an instant of time, you have the answer. You're going to be experiencing aha moments. Aha moments. Things that you've struggled with for maybe even years. You keep knocking on the door of heaven. You keep petitioning the Holy Spirit. You keep asking God. You keep um, believing and presenting your case in the, in the courtrooms of heaven. And there are breakthroughs coming that we're going to experience both as a body but also as individuals. Amen? Is that exciting? I can't wait for when I get to the aha moments of some things, sometimes that I'm working on. I'm like, man, why did I struggle with that for so long? I tried and tried and I tried and failed and I try and I fell down and I try and then I get up again. Because it's in the struggle where you are the overcomer. It's in the struggle where you have a testimony. It's in the struggle where you see that uh, in and of yourself, you're very limited for the things that you can accomplish. And then when the aha moment comes and God breaks through the places, God breaks through the difficult places and he comes and he shines the light on your heart, on your mind. You're like, oh, I know, I know. There are aha moments that are coming in these days ahead. You can already hear the sound of the trumpet calling. You can already see the season starting to change. You can already see there are some trees in creation that always run about a month ahead of all the other trees. It's like they're more in tune with what is coming than all the rest of the trees on the hillside. Some of the flowers in the spring tend to run ahead of other flowers. So God creation in such a way as a testimony of how he wants the spiritual realm to work in some places. Amen? But what do you prepare for? What do you prepare for? What are you preparing for? I'm saying that there are seasons of God that are changing. I'm saying that there are aha moments coming. I'm saying that there are breakthroughs coming, changing of minds. There are renewings going on. What do you prepare for? There's a story that Jesus told about ten virgins. They were waiting and being somewhat prepared. And as the story goes... Right? We remember the story. It was uh, Matthew 25. There were ten versions, and they were waiting for the bridegroom. Right, And so Jesus is likening his return to a wedding. And he's saying that be diligent, be awake, be prepared. So he's telling us that in his return, for those that are not prepared, are going to suffer a loss. The bridegroom, in the story of the bridegroom, they didn't know when the bridegroom was coming. They anticipated that he would come during the day in the light, and everybody would see him. You could see him down the road and afar off, and you could make the final preparations. But in the story, he didn't come in the day. 
He came in the darkest part of the night, in the period of time where they didn't think the bridegroom would be coming. And the, the announcement was sent out, right? And the ten virgins all of a sudden are making final preparations to meet the bridegroom, of which they've waited the entire time. This is it. We're going to finally get to experience and see him, right? And five of the uh, virgins were wise. And they not only had their uh, oil lamps, but they had extra in their vessels. And the other five virgins didn't. They only had the oil that was in their lamps. They didn't prepare ahead of time. Remember, I said, winter is coming. There is a preparation required, or you suffer some sort of hardship, right? If you're trying to fix a snowblower out in the middle of the storm and you just discovered it doesn't have gas, and oh yeah, the cable that runs the little flute thing is broken, it's going to be pretty difficult. Well, in this parable, Jesus is telling us that the unwise virgins were not as prepared as they needed to be. And they asked the five virgins who were prepared, give us some of your oil. And they said, no, lest we run out, but go and buy for yourself. And so they did. And so they went out to the place where oil can be bought, right? And they bought some for themselves. Meanwhile, when they were gone, the bridegroom comes, and the five virgins that are ready receive him and go in. So they're starting, they're starting the events of the day. In other words, when Jesus returns, if you're holding off and you're saying to yourself, when, when I see Jesus returning, I will deal with those things. I will prepare in a way that uh, I'm ready. For those that think that way, the parable says it's too late. Because at the time of his return, when you see him, you won't be able to make the decisions and do the work required by the bridegroom. And so the five bridegrooms that were unwise came to the banqueting hall. The door was shut. They said, let us in, let us in. And what happened? In the parable, they're not invited in. You should have prepared. And so we hear the trumpet sound in the day that we're in to prepare. Just a few weeks ago, there was a young boy that God kind of put in our midst that really had a desire to blow the shofar. And he tried, and he tried, and he tried. And eventually, he was getting it, right? As a testimony to us as a body, listen, the shofar is about to sound, to come and prepare. Amen? Are you with me? We're approaching the Feast of Trumpets. It's only about six or seven weeks away. Trumpets is one of the feasts that the Lord said to keep throughout all the generations. Just like Passover, just like the Feast of Weeks, just like Tabernacles, just like Trumpets, just like all, all, all seven of them. Amen? Are you with me? Yes. Amen. The Feast of Trumpets is just in a few weeks. It's the middle of September. I think it's September 19th. So we're only a few weeks away. What is supposed to happen 
in preparation for that day? That's the question that I hear the Spirit asking the people. That's what I hear going on in the spirit realm. That's what I am so aware of this year, that the feasts are becoming so important, that we understand the change in the seasons and what they're intended to do for us on an individual and a personal and an intimate level. Remember, I said that the Olympic champion who is given a coach, wouldn't it be tragic if the individual who was born to win and be the champion ignored the coach and ignored the council and ignored and finally he takes third prize, fourth prize, fifth prize. Maybe he doesn't even, maybe he doesn't even score. Wouldn't that be tragic? The Holy Spirit is sent in the same way to guide us and to counsel us and to bring us peace and hope that we know we're on schedule, on track. So we see that trumpets is the beginning of these seasons. There is supposed to be 10 days of repentance. Some people call it the 10 days of awe, 10 days of wonder. Why do they call it 10 days of awe? Because there are aha moments that are happening in your life over and over and over. That's what God intends. Now, in that time when it's really happening, the dead that are in the graves are going to be raised. Do you think that that would be an aha moment that the world would overlook and wonder, oh, that's just God raising the dead. Pay no attention to that. Probably not. It's probably going to be an experience of every single person that's alive, a wow and an awe and a wonder. In our day, it's a preparation for something that's to come. And so we enter a season of the trumpet, hearing the trumpet blast. Hearing the trumpet means you have to respond, right? Because the trumpets in the days of Israel were intended to gather the people. They were intended to be assigned to gather. And they gathered by tribes. And they responded. So in our day, you have to hear the sound of the trumpet. It's not about just showing up in the sanctuary on the 25th and saying, I'm here, and responding. There is a preparation that's intended to happen. And that's why it's called the days of awe. Continue with the ten days of repentance culminating in a day of atonement. God wants us to discover new things about ourselves. And the new things that we discover about ourselves may need to be changed. It says that no person is righteous. Not one. So we're entering a season of time where we're expecting to discover something about ourselves. To discover something that we hadn't seen before or been aware of. To think about what's holding us back. To think about our doubts. To think about our lack of faith. To think about our lack of action because faith without deeds is dead. It's to think about the condition of our hearts. 
to think about the way uh, what our minds are thinking about. Are we focused on the ways of the flesh, reading the papers and uh, can't, uh, reading the news every night to figure out what's going to happen? Or are we in tune with the Spirit of God and being led by His voice? We're going to be discovering things about what we really believe. We're going to be discovering things about our thought life and how we process things, how we interact with other people, how we treat other people. We're going to discover things that were there all the time, but it's the aha moment. Oh, I didn't realize. I knew that, but I didn't realize the severity of it. I didn't realize the impact that I was making on others. I didn't realize. And we're going through 10 days of repentance and reflection. We're going through 10 days of thinking about where we are in our walk. And those will be days of aha moments, of discovery, of understanding. And thank God he doesn't leave us there. Those are days where we humble ourselves. Those are days where we clothe ourselves with humility. Some people will have the discovery and point the finger. Isn't that what the world teaches us? Every moment of every day, whether you read the newspaper or whether you watch the news, whether you look at the interactions of people, the witnesses are all around in every area. There's a discovery. Something gets announced. And immediately blame happens. And the pointing of the finger, the riots Right? We're seeing the riots on a global scale. We're seeing economies be affected on a global scale. We're seeing the impacts of sin on a global scale. What you don't see are people owning the discovery. What you don't see is the people owning the sin. And tabernacles in the and the overshadowing of God is supposed to be a time where people discover something about themselves and they own it. And it's embarrassing. And it's not a lot of fun to go through. There's shame that can be involved. Now, God doesn't shame you to make an example out of you, to point the finger at you and say, look at you. But the discovery happens so that you know where you're at. You know where the rubber is meeting the road. Because in today's world, when the rubber hits the road, there's a redefining of the discovery under man's understanding of what they want it to mean. And that's where the false religion comes. That's where the idols come. They don't want to recognize that God in his righteousness is unchangeable. People want to define their God, to line up with what they want to believe and what they want to do in their life. It's a self-serving God. It's a self-serving idol. 
And that's not what God intends to be part of this season. After we go through the ten days, there's a day of atonement. What a wonderful day. What a beautiful season that we get to come before God in the boldness of who he's created us to be, understanding the discovery, understanding who we are, understanding the sin and where we've fallen short, and coming before God with your case in the courtrooms of heaven and having the author of creation declare with a stamp on your cover sheet the blood of Jesus Christ not guilty and he invites you in to the wedding feast he invites you in to the personal intimate place where the discovery continues but now the discovery isn't so much about where you've been as to where you're going. There's a transition that is happening in this season of time. And you all of a sudden discover what God is doing in the future because he shares his heart with you. He reveals to you what he's doing and he invites you to participate. He invites you to be part of what he's doing in creation because you're clean, because you've been sanctified, because you have correctly discovered the wall that has been in your life where you couldn't get over and you've had the aha moment. And you've dealt with the thing that was insurmountable. And now all of a sudden, you're experiencing the Spirit coming to do the thing that man on his own can't do. And you're discovering the, the miracles, the walking on the water. You're discovering the ability to speak to the mountain that brought fear in your life for all of those years. I'm no longer going to fear that. I'm then set free by the Word of God. I've been set free by the declaration that I heard in the courtrooms of heaven. And so you experience the day of atonement. And then you're prepared for the tabernacles. To be tabernacling with God. To hear his heart. To understand what he's saying about how to move forward. And now you're sons of God living and walking by the Spirit of God. No longer getting up in the day and fearing what's ahead. Losing your job. Running out of money. Don't eat. Where am I going to meet? All of the things that come that are of the flesh. Now you're experiencing breakthrough. You're experiencing a cleansing of your mind. You're experiencing a new heart. You're sensing that your heart is be beating to a different drum. Your expectations have been transformed. Is that exciting? Yes, amen. You're passionate. 
the Holy Spirit comes to remind you of the deeper things that are still yet to be discovered in Christ Jesus. Revelation starts to flow. Deliverance happens. You'll find yourself ministering to people and uh, wowing yourself because the work of the Holy Spirit that is coming through you as an individual. You discover that it really is easier to walk by the Spirit than the natural and the flesh. It really does have the power God said it would have to mix works with faith. And some of you will see the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. The pot of gold where you have discerning of spirits. You have knowledge and understanding. You can interpret dreams or tongues. And the impact and the gift that God has given you and planted inside you since the foundations of the world. Remember, you're put together in the image of God. And some of you have yet to discover the very thing that's going to minister to the environment and change the environment, change the atmosphere. This is the season that we're in. I don't want you to be surprised when the discovery starts and you feel ashamed or embarrassed. Just deal with it. Because there's something beyond that. Don't get stuck there. By pointing of the finger and belittling blame shifting and calling it somebody else's fault or reason. If that's what you do, you're stuck there and you can't continue. Because in order to clear the driveway of the snow, you got to start the snowblower, right? You got to fix what's broken. You got to fix what the hindrance is so that the tool can be used to do the job that it was designed to do. Don't get stuck in the offense. Don't get stuck in the places of feeling embarrassed and ashamed. It's okay to feel embarrassed and ashamed. That comes with sin. But God is not the one that's condemning you. And when you deal with the shame and the embarrassment and you embrace the altar, right, the altar of his presence, then you discover, wait a minute, I don't have to be like this for the rest of my life. I don't have to experience this and manage sin. I don't have to, to, to try to figure out how I'm going to explain this to my friends to make me not look so bad. Don't do that. Don't do that. Those aren't God's ways. God's ways is, forgive me. I've sinned. And I'm looking for the blood of Jesus. I'm looking for the word of God. I'm looking for the leading of the Holy Spirit of how to deal with this. Because I know that there is a promise beyond where I am presently. And that's what I was created to experience. That's what I was created to walk in. This isn't Sean's idea. These are the seasons of God that he set in place in the beginning. 
and said, he said, hold and recognize my feasts. I will show up and I will help you and I will walk you through it. And so this season of time, when we're in the middle of a global pandemic, we're in the middle of economies being threatened and, and industries shutting down. We're in the, in, a, in the businesses are failing. Wall Street is wild. Economists don't have the answers. Don't look to that. Don't look to that. Look to the seasons of God and be anticipating, God, what is there that I need to discover about myself in order to experience something so much greater than what I have in this at so far? Are you with me? Folks, the trumpets are sounding. And they're calling us to recognize the day and the season that we're in. And they're calling us to recognize that so we can participate on a higher level the things that God has planned for us. But we can't bypass and go into heaven in a different way. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. You can't get to the day of atonement some other way. Bypassing the day of trumpets. Bypassing the discovery about yourself. Positioning yourself correctly through the process. And so I want to encourage you, when that day comes for you, and there's something revealed that God wants to finger and do away with once and for all. Embrace it. Don't run away from it. You'll just have to face it again at another time. Because God wants you to be just like his son. Just like Jesus. And he said, I'll never leave you and I will never forsake you and I will be with you and I'm sending the helper. The counselor. The one that's going to remind you that even though the bridegroom came in the middle of the night, in the darkest part of my trial and my struggle, and I didn't think that there was any way out, and I couldn't see enough even to take a step forward, he came in the darkest, most miserable time of the day. Remember. All things are possible. All things are possible for him who overcomes by the blood of the Lamb and the word of your testimony. See, that's how I can say that you're going to be thinking different. That's how I can say you're going to be processing thoughts differently. Your heart is going to change. Because of the blood of the Lamb. That's how I can say you are an Olympic champion. It's just got another word in the heavenly realms. And that heavenly realm word is overcomer. Amen? Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. I think we're done. If you're online, have an awesome day. I hope the word has met you today. And... Uh,
Be blessed. Praise the Lord. Are we off? Amen. We had some announcements that we wanted to make.